Today is the first Sunday in Advent, a, a season in which it means expectant waiting, the, the arrival or, or the coming. And we live in a time and a period in which we are the already but not yet. See, we come and, and we remember that Christ has already come and was born and we celebrate him this season. And yet we also with expectant waiting his second coming for the consummation of the kingdom. There's something about this Advent season that even as a little boy, it stirred up feelings of anticipation and awaiting the arrival, not of Christ, but of Christmas presents. And I would be the kid that would sneak through the house searching to see what mom and dad had bought and see if I could get a peak before it went under the tree. And in fact, when we would gather as a big family with aunts and uncles and cousins and my grandmother at her house, and we would gather in the formal living room, the only time every year we sat in this room, the plastic wrap was taken off. Everyone got to sit on the actual white couches. The trees were, the, the, the gifts were under the tree and us grandkids played elves and we passed them all around. And so we had these boxes at our feet. And then, but first we must hear the Christmas story. And then my grandmother would go around to each one of us grandkids. And luckily there was only four of us, but she would ask us what our favorite Christmas hymn is. And then we would sing it as a family. And invariably, someone would pick O Little Town of Bethlehem, and nobody remembers the second verse of O Little Town of Bethlehem except my grandmother. So she would sing, and the rest of us would hum. And there we were, awaiting what was in the packages, awaiting what would be in there. See, I had spent hours and hours scouring through the Sears catalog, circling the perfect presents, even ripping out pages and attaching them to the list to Santa Claus to make sure he knew exactly what it was I was asking for. Wondering what's behind this wrapped box. Is it the cool new Nerf gun? Is it some video game that I haven't even heard of yet? What could be in this box? And I had this great buildup of hope in the anticipation of what was to come. Invariably, I would end up opening the gift from my grandmother first. Well, it's true. More times than not, it was either a sweater or socks and underwear. And my hope had been dashed, disappointed. See, this is but a microcosm of things we place our own hope in, in our own life when we put our hope in things or circumstances or other people. In the end, we never find that ultimate fulfillment. We are disappointed. Paul writes in his letter to the Roman church in the 15th chapter. At the end here, he writes, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Paul writes this as a benediction to the presentation of the gospel to the Roman church. And it's in this short prayer that he describes the power of hope that we've come to celebrate on this first Sunday. He says, may the God of hope. Saying that 
God isn't just merely the one who inspires us to hope, but he is the author of hope. He delivers us hope. He gives out the hope that we have in this world and that we can answer the question, what is our only hope in life and death? That we are not our own, but we belong both body and soul to our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. May the God of hope, it describes his very being of the triune God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, that they are the ones who deliver us hope. And in fact, Paul writes earlier in his letter in the fifth chapter, fifth verse, he says, now hope will not disappoint us. Not the hope that we place in things or circumstances or other people, but the hope we have placed in Christ because his death and resurrection is sufficient for our salvation. That God is the God who keeps his promises and that through Christ we have been born again, adopted as sons and daughters of the God most high, and that we can hold true to the promise that Christ will come again and consummate his kingdom. That through Christ, we have a sure hope. He says, may that God, the God of hope, fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Charles Spurgeon, a noted preacher over in Britain in the 1800s says this about this scripture. He says, peace is resting joy and joy is dancing peace. See, they're two sides of the same coin given to us in hope. That the hope delivered to us from God fill us with both peace and joy. It's why when we sing the songs of the season that they're filled with peace on earth and joy in our heart. Because the God of hope has delivered it to us through Jesus Christ. And he says, so that, he gives us a reason for praying this, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. May the God of hope Give you hope. Hope that we can hold on to. Hope that Paul tells us will not disappoint. Hope founded in Jesus Christ. So where in your life do you have your misplaced hope? As we come this first Sunday in Advent to think about the hope we have in Jesus, we must also reconcile the hope we have misplaced. What, are the, what have we looked to for ultimate satisfaction and fulfillment? What have we looked to for ultimate hope or deliverance? The truth of the scripture is this, is they will disappoint us. They cannot deliver. I'm sure many of us have had that experience of looking forward to something, the new thing, a new car, a new job, a new salary, in hopes that it would make things better or that we would find fulfillment. And upon arriving at those at any length of time, we still find ourselves thirsting and hungering for something more. Scripture says, Jesus is the only fulfillment of the hope we are longing for. That is the power of hope. 
found in Jesus. Amen.